What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson. I've got my wonderful co-host here, my good friend, my good buddy, Mr. Eli Libby. Thank you, Kyle. We got the energy, uh, you know, pumped up today. We're super excited, super, super excited for the conversation we're about Absolutely. to have. We have the number one um, in the world for monetizing podcasts for business. Uh, we have Mr. Phil Palucha. He's the founder of Billionaires and Boxers. We're going to talk about how to monetize bo- podcasting as a host and a guest. We obviously love podcasting. Absolutely. Um, that's what we do. Uh, I need to turn this so can some return right there. We are. Um, so it's going to be a really good combo. So, Absolutely. Um, Can't wait. I mean, what do you think, Eli? Monetizing podcasts as a guest? I just host? loved our little pre chat. Kind of had to save some of the juice for the for the actual topic. I know here, we but, were getting um, really good in convo. And I do think <laughs> that we've got an amazing topic that I think a lot of people can benefit from. Before we get started, though, there is one thing we're powered by on every single podcast: fueled by and energized by altitude everything latte. You got your CBD, you got your oat milk, you got your superfoods. This will get you going. Focus. We got turmeric in here, cordyceps, lion's mane, reishi chaga, all the good stuff that's going to get you energized. We always drink these before and during our podcast because it gets us on the next wavelength. So let's open one up, enjoy it, and let's uh, get started on this podcast. So, (laughs) Mr. Phil Palucha, welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. Thanks for having me. I swear at least half of those ingredients were made up, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, he just got towards the end and he's like it contains pixie dust fairy yeah. dust it's like it's true, I'm sure it man, does unicorn tears yeah I'm loving it no we're gonna have a lot of fun guys and you're right I mean I always love those uh, they're like the weirdest conversations in the world aren't they because they're like rapid speed dating yeah. in like yeah. what I like to call the virtual green room before the show and there's always that moment as well when the conversation gets good and you just want to say just just stop. just just shut up a minute like i've got to click yeah. record yeah. it's really good yeah. just stop <laughs> yeah. we've had that conversation with multiple people yeah. saying that we should record the, the pre pre-talk. the pre-chat Combo. yeah and people think they, they might eat that up even more yeah. I, I don't know but yeah yeah absolutely in fact we did that for a while and we did it as private content so we would start recording the second the call mm. started and then we clip some of that out and we give it as like extra bonus footage or you know because often that thing is you you guys have seen it with me and with others you know sometimes it just turns the funny stories and like random stuff that's yeah. going on that actually had no relevance to the podcast yeah. at all never it's funny. it is i think people want to be a little fly on the wall when yeah. they listen yeah. oh to absolutely that's, that's oh, how i like totally. to do it. that's like my favorite shows yeah I, I agree, yeah yeah and Joe Rogan does so well. And that's why he <laughs> literally a fly on the wall. When we were talking about, we were yeah. talking about the Beatles. Who, yeah. There might be some Beatles fans exactly. out there that might love our podcast. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, we're stoked to have you uh, here, Phil, and excited to dive into your your story and talk about monetizing the podcast. So, before we do that, though, let's learn a little bit more about your background, how you became the number one podcaster to mon- or monetizing podcasts in the world. Completely by accident. Cool. Um, I think is, is the honest answer. So I'm a, I originally started my career as a professional athlete. Um, I was, a, for most of your listeners, a soccer player for, for people who are my neck of the woods, a football player. Um, yep. And I was playing professionally, played across Europe, played in the UK. Uh, and I got wow. medically retired in my early 20s. And I had to go and retrain. And I went and did a, a surveying degree with the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors. So I went into to valuation surveying, which was a lot of fun worked with some massive corporates, but sport was always where my heart was, right? I mean, how, how could you go from training five, six days a week from the age of five to the age of like 21, 22 and not miss this thing? Um, oh, yeah. And, and one, of my fr- well, one of my friends contacted me and said, 
do you fancy joining me on a podcast? And I said, what the hell is a podcast? And he said, <laughs> he said, like, well, you know, when we've been the game and then we go to the pub and we have a really interesting conversation afterwards. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like that, but recorded for people. I was like, oh, why would anybody want to listen to us having a chat in the pub after a game? Like, none of this is making <laughs> any sense to me. And he's like, just come on. We, it's doing really well. Uh, we've got a few thousand listeners already. Um, you know, we just do a couple of shows and away we go. So I went and joined and it was fascinating. I mean, I was really well positioned because obviously it was at the time that people were hungry for more content. They didn't just want match day. They wanted to know what was going on throughout the week. So having grown up for like 10 plus years of my life in that environment, I could talk about what does day to day look like? What a pre-match rituals look like? What does the meal look like? You know, even just being able to say to people, we're all getting psyched about the game. Do you realize that they're all still asleep at this point? Like it's quite interesting to be able to share stuff like that. So Make a long story short, I realized very quickly that it was like an incredible VIP networking tool. Like I could now meet players and managers and get final tickets and Champions League final tickets all just because we had a podcast. Like I could talk to anybody I wanted. We even got press association for three different countries, meaning that we could go to any league, any international game in three countries and just rock up in the press box. That's like cool. Th- this was next level. So then I was like, well, why aren't we getting paid for this? Like I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. So... I did the classic route, sponsorship and advertising, right? And and I ended up selling that, and then I grew another one and then sold that one as well. Right. And then f- fast forward to kind of what's led to, to here was I, I started a business, consulting business, uh, having left the corporate world, pregnant wife, perfect time to be trying to set up your own business. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> it's like, oh, my wife's pregnant. You know what I should do? I should give up my only form of income. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Let's just go for it. You know, everything, everything's going to be carnage anyway. Let's just might as well have some fun with it. Um, but I was really stinking the room up. Like I was probably a couple of months away from having to go back and get a, a quote unquote real job uh, again. And I suddenly was like, what did, why was this so successful with the podcast? Like, why can I not grow the business, but I could grow the sports podcast? And I realized that it was because the power of podcasting wasn't in the audience. It was Mm. in having it as a networking tool. Mm. So then my idea was, I wonder if I can use podcasting for business. So Mm -hmm. the very first strategy I ever did, this is like 13 years ago now, incredibly primitive, was I made a list of the top 100 companies that I wanted to work with. And I invited each of their CEOs onto a podcast to talk Mm -hmm. about two things. Number one, themselves and their story, because everyone loves the story. All the (laughs) And number two is what's your business doing and where's it going over the next couple of years? Again, they're paid to talk about their business. So I won't bore you with all the details, but fast forward three months, I'd had to hire 21 people full time globally to help me to deliver the products because now we were, and now I had the opposite problem, which is I was pretty sure I'd bitten off more than I could chew. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then we used it for everything from that point. We used it for creating strategic alliances. I mean, I got flown, paid for by the British government to go and do a paid speaking gig in Shanghai on the same stage as Mark Zuckerberg and did half a million dollars worth of sales from the stage from a guy I met on a podcast. Like I met the event organizer on a podcast and he was like, hey, you should come do this thing. That is like, so cool. Yeah, Mr. Zuckerberg standing right here. Yeah, it's yeah. just like next level. This stuff. Yeah. Like, Who's that guy standing next to Phil? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's that guy? Oh, that's Zuckerberg. He stood next to Phil. Oh, I yeah, know. He's a but, but like, oh, I, I don't, in fact, funny story. I had a real attack of imposter syndrome just before I walked okay. out on stage. Um, like I was sandwiched in between Apple and Microsoft for my talk. Yeah. And I'm like, I, there was just this moment where I went, 
10,000 people in this industry about yeah. to realize that I don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Um, and thankfully, it went the complete opposite. It was brilliant. Um, but you know what? I always say the same thing to people. There's no point being your industry's best kept secret. Visibility mm -hmm. is credibility. If they see you, they trust yeah. you. If they see you a lot, yeah. they trust you more. So Absolutely. if you're the person that's speaking at the right events and doing the right podcasts and having the right people refer you and built into other people's packages, I mean, like totally. business becomes easy at that point. So um, I grew and sold two professional services agencies using the podcast and when I scaled it using the podcast and I sold it to investors that I met on a podcast. Right. <laughs> so at this point, I have no idea what I want to do. No idea. Right. This is about this is about six years ago now. And okay. um people started to come to me to say how did you get the tv gig like how did you get the stuff in china how did you get that partner i mean like mm -hmm. we became like exclusive partners to like professional bodies and got like tens of thousands of customers instantly just by being the only one they work with like and we met these people all on podcast it was just next level so people started to come and say like how the hell did you do that mm -hmm. so i was like okay I, I got so sick of saying i met them on a podcast that i just right. thought i better just teach people how to do this um so the first step, which was quite a difficult one, I suppose, but maybe being a surveyor mm -hmm. at heart, it was helpful, was how do I blueprint what the hell I've just done? Like, how do mm -hmm. I have it so that it's a repeatable strategy that I can give a blueprint or a formula to somebody and it's going to work for them? Because yeah. in reality, I hadn't really stopped to ask why it was working. I just knew that yeah. it was. Um, mm -hmm. But once I blueprinted it and started to teach it to people and they started to get massive results and then they tell their friends about it, it would come and work, and, you know. Before you knew it, we we grew this business billionaires in boxes. You know, we've been going yeah. for six years now, hundred percent success record over six years, hundreds of customers wow. trained, third season of our TV show, third year in the row, ranked at number one. And I have to tell you, like, this is gonna sound really arrogant and it's not supposed to. This is like child's play. Like, I am having so much fun with this stuff. This is the most successful business I've ever had, and it's so much fun. It's so I love cool. hearing that. Absolutely. It's all about passion. Do what you love. Yeah. Oh, never I love this so much. And you never, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, God, but you don't have to wear pants. You're doing all the stuff. And you're not wearing pants. I do this in my boxes. Do you know that's where the name came from? Like when we got picked up for a TV show, they needed a name for the series and, and everything I suggested they hated. Um, and I mean, like, they really hated it. It was like, you don't get to decide anymore. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, so I just started doing what British people do, right? And started taking the piss. And I was, I was like, how about uh, billionaires in boxes? Because I grow global empires from home and I rarely put on pants. And they were like, we actually really like that. And I was like, that was a joke. So we did it for one season. Everybody wow. loved the name. In fact, to the point where we were better known for the TV series than they like. People knew BIB before they knew my name. Um, wow. Large part in the fact that we did a TV ad, a TV promo for our first series that was us walking down the town hall steps in Pretoria in South Africa in a shirt and a suit jacket, shirt, tie, and boxer shorts, and we like just rolled down the stairs and just walked down, and that was the promo for the show. And people were like, what the hell is this <laughs> like show? Um, so it worked so well. So in the end, we did a complete total rebrand. And Billionaires in Boxes became the name of the business and everything that we do under it. And I have to be honest, even that's funny. Like everybody that knows our business name essentially is a sharing an inside joke with me that they don't even know. <laughs> that's true. Uh, wow. Tell us. I, I forgive me us uh, about mm. not knowing about your tv show tell us about to tell yes. us about that what is that 
So the TV show is under the same name, Billionaires in Boxers. It was pretty much what we were doing on the podcast, but kind of in a more structured format in terms of how the information was provided. Now, why I love podcasting is it's authentic and it's long-form media. Sure. Anyone who's ever done anything with television knows, yeah, it's not like that. You record for like two hours and they rip out 30 minutes that they like. And you don't even really get a say of which 30 minutes. They just, wow. you know, it's the bits that the editor thinks and the producers think yeah. are going to work. Um, but they what they wanted was us to produce content for the emerging market. So we do a lot of, uh, I run oh. a number of not-for-profits that are all focused okay. on empowering and, and wealth creation and job opportunities within the emerging markets. Uh, my wife's from South Africa, so I spend a lot of time in Africa. I have a, a small team in India that we work with teams in southeast asia i've got a team in south america so for me i'm very much about empowering the emerging markets so what happened was somebody approached me and said we have some airtime on satellite television within these markets people are enjoying your national radio show what yeah. do you think about doing it for tv in this area and essentially it became an opportunity for me to essentially get mastermind level interviews with industry leaders and get them to oh sum up God. all their golden nuggets and provide them in a TV show yeah. for the emerging markets. It was just a, a dream come true. That's so cool. That is insane. Wow. What were some of the cooler, what was some yeah. of your, I mean, I'm sure they're all cool combos, but what were some of your more top kind of ones that you really look back at? And I think it's probably, on? yeah, I think it's probably two. I mean, one of them is with uh, Doug Vermeeren, who was closely connected with the secret movie. Obviously, Rhonda Burns, that movie reached like yeah. 500 million people. Uh, Doug was actually the producer for the sequel to that, which is called How Thoughts mm. Become Things. Um, some mm. very impressive people in there, Travis Fox, Marie Diamond, many names that people will probably remember from the secret movie. Yeah. And I was working with him. And what was quite cool was he came on and did an interview and he he was just so polished i guess wow. is the way to put this so like we finished the com and i don't just mean in terms of his presentation i mean in terms of like the conversations that we had afterwards the second the mic finished recording he said right so i've got 15 more minutes who do i know that you would like an introduction to and who do you know that could help me wow and it was like an exchange of I, okay, I've validated you now. Now we're going to exchange details. And I've got right. to work with some of the biggest. I mean, I, I, if I name rattled them off, you've got their book on their shelf. You've watched them on TV. You know who I'm talking about. Like, That's I've cool. got to work with some of the biggest and best coaches in the world, both personal development and business, all mm. because of connections that Doug was very kind to just say, here you go, Phil, here's somebody, go mm. speak to them. Um, wow. that's, that's definitely up there. I think the only other one was... Uh, I interviewed uh, a guy who's actually a mentor of mine. He's a he's a, a billionaire, and the guy just is next level, right? And he he had a conversation with me about how you invest in things. Like one of the things he taught me off camera was, um, there's only so much money you need before money stops becoming a decision or even like a factor <laughs> in the decision. He's like, if you've got a hundred million dollars in the bank, you're making no decisions based on money. Mm -hmm. Right. He's like, well, mo so most people can't comprehend yeah. that because they spend all day every day thinking about money, how much they've got in the bank, how much they'd like to earn, what they're doing to earn it. It's all that consumes them. So now imagine a world where that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And that just alone as a thought concept was like, mm -hmm. that is yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Um, so there was definitely that. But on the actual show, he was talking about investment and he <laughs> just threw away this comment that when I heard it was like, that's really fascinating information that i don't think most people know and he said he gets pitched for money all the time by businesses i've got this idea i've got this product i've got this whatever mm -hmm. he said and they all make the same mistake 
And the mistake is telling me how much money I'm going to make from it. Mm. You know, within 12 months, I can get your money here. If you invest this within three years, it's going to be worth this to you. He said, I've just told you I don't make any decisions based off money. So you're not speaking <laughs> my language, right? That's at that point, I'm yeah. doing things that are important to my cause and close to my heart. So if you approach me with a product or service that requires investment and tell me how it's helping people that I give a shit about, now I'm going yeah. to want to invest in you. The money that happens as a result is a byproduct. I'm not investing to make more money. I don't need more right. money. I'm mm -hmm. investing to help you in making more money as the byproduct. That's such a That's cool, impactful. such a cool thought process and mindset to yeah. shift into. It's really cool. I wonder if a lot of higher, yeah, in, like investors, if they think that way, I think I think at a certain point, oh, well, so. they probably I mean, do. They're just like the hell with money. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it has. I said to him, I said, Do you, he has no idea how much he's he's worth. Like I told him what Google says about how much he's worth, and he thought it was interesting. Like he doesn't know because it, yeah. it, it, it has no relevance to him. He owns all these businesses, real estate stuff. Like it, it doesn't, he doesn't give a shit. It's all right? about him because it. Because it, it's just not on his level. Like, he does not have his banking app. He is not refreshing Stripe to see who's paid him. <laughs> this guy lives in a different world, right? He just doesn't doesn't yeah. care. Uh, it's like, guess what? I'm still rich. How do you know? I was reading the Times and I was in it. So, you know, that's, that's kind of <laughs> like, that's, that's how he finds out how much money he's worth. He's checking the Times rich list. But yeah. this is the point. It, he, like, wow. he's not alone in that. So if you know that that's how people with money are, are feeling and thinking, doesn't right. that completely change your approach with how you position what it is that you're doing? If you're a business that's looking at fundraising or investment or, you know, you want to go public or whatever, you're thinking about, you know, dollars and cents and you're talking about how quickly people are going to get their money back. And what you right. might not be realizing is that the people who can actually invest the most into your business and have the biggest impact with their contact list, they're not shopping based on money. They want to hear yeah. your story. Right. 100%. We had a really interesting podcast uh, probably about four or five months ago. Um, talking about um, startup founders speaking the language of the investors that they mm. are trying to go after. And um, he was speaking on the, in terms of radio, remember AM and FM, oh, yeah, speaking right. on the right frequency that the, um, that the right. investors are talking on. Same that's point good. as you just did there. And it is yeah. so, 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 so important. A lot of times they're speaking on yeah. AM and you're talking on FM and they're like, this makes no <clears> sense <throat> to me. Why do I care? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not in the right language. Exactly. But when you get it on the right frequency, business is so easy. Like mm. uh, as a business when we, with our really high ticket stuff, we have like an 83% conversion rate. And I have this saying, which I say, we don't sell, we introduce, I introduce it to people. And if they're resonating with it, it's an absolute no brain of a decision. And there's no way that yep. they won't do it. And if they're yep. not resonating with it, I'm really comfortable with letting that person go because if we're not on the same frequency, there's going to be friction. Mm -hmm. right. oh, wow. That is very, very cool. That. so so let's let's kind of start to get more into that topic because yes. i think, I yeah, think that's where it really, it really is it really, um, yeah. how are how are people monetizing as guests and hosts with podcasts mm -hmm. at the end of the day what is the real monetization the real monetization is in having the a vip backstage pass to network with anybody you want to in your industry of which yeah. highly authoritative content that you can use to repurpose and grow your business is a byproduct mm -hmm. Right. That's mm -hmm. most people's uh, issues with this is that they look very blinkered. It's like, how can I make money from podcasting sponsors, advertising and growing my audience? Yep. And it's right. like, great. And all of that requires a lot of time and a lot of conversations. Wouldn't it be better to monetize those time and conversations along the right. way? Um, mm -hmm. 
And, you know, which is why I say to people, you know, one of the things that I, in fact, I've done a, a number of, of global talks on this. I say over the next 30 minutes, I can show people how to make seven and eight additional figures in revenue from their business from a podcast with zero listeners. Mm-hmm. And it's because you don't need any listeners, provided you're making money from the people you're having conversations with. And I'm not talking about pay to play. I hate right. that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about. I am only going to go on a podcast with somebody if I feel like they're one of the three P's and I'm on a podcast now. So it's weird talking about this because now you're going to know which one you are. Right. But <laughs> People either become one of the three P's, a purchaser, a partner or a promoter. They're either going to buy what we do because it makes sense for them. They're going to become a partner that recommends what we do for a referral fee or they have a stage and platform that allows me to talk to more of the first two. If they're not one of the three P's, do yourself a favor and don't talk to them because now you're going to become one of those people that spent hundreds of hours on podcasts and never got a bean back from it. But if you just look at the, just in its simple form, ignore my structures, ignore 13 years of knowledge, ignore all of that stuff. If I just said to you, every time you have a conversation, now it's going to be with one of the three P's you've already increased the revenue you're generating because you're having the right conversations with people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hundred percent. I mean, most people do podcasts and they need an ROI, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't just do it for a hobby, even though most say they do. It's not a hobby. We're all looking to build our brand, make more money, get more leads. And if you can start yep. really solving people in those three P's, yep. um, I feel like then it will help you also with that conversation, right? Like how mm. do you shape the conversation and the direction that you're going with this individual? Why talk mm. about one P when really you can focus on the other? Mm-hmm. That's really going to, you know, I mean, yeah. Totally. I think it's really about setting up the framework before going into the podcast and set the expectation. Oh, you're looking you, for. you must, right? Because if you, like I say this to people all the time, you wouldn't invest $50,000 in Facebook ads without a strategy. So why would right. you invest your time into podcasts without a strategy? When you can make more money, you can't make more time. So time is a more valuable commodity. So why are you investing your time into something if you don't have a strategy to get something out of it? And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about like sleazy sales either. Like I'm not a salesperson. No, I mean, there's nothing wrong with sales. It's a, it's a very valuable skill, but I'm not a salesperson. Mm-hmm. I just know that if you put me in conversations with the right people and we resonate together, we're going to do business because that's totally. just how stuff works. So mm-hmm. my focus is on how many of those types of conversations can I be having both on my show and on other people's shows mm-hmm. to make sure that every time I'm doing that, I'm winning in one form or another. And that's before we've even produced the content that we can then use to grow an audience and all this kind of stuff. I think, the other thing that I would say on this is the main reason that people feel this way and feel quite blinkered is because we've been taught that you need to be a celebrity, right? So everybody's aiming, like you, you mentioned about personal brand. Everyone wants to be a thought leader. Everybody wants to be an influencer. Everybody wants to be the person at the top of their industry, right? Here's the problem with that. It's better to be famous for 500 of the right people than 5 million of the wrong Hundred percent, and everyone's trying to play the name game and the numbers game of if I just get ten, if I get a million people know who I am, business is going to be great. Well, mm-hmm. I know a much easier way to make sure that five hundred people know who you are, and it's going to generate more cash than that million knowing you would do. That's why the audience doesn't matter in terms of size. Exactly, it does not matter. exactly it does not matter at all. Why does it not matter? I think uh, what you said before the before the show is <clears throat> it's not about the audience; it's about the relationship. Yeah, the the power of podcasting is not in the audience. It's in the relationship. Absolutely. Categorically. Yeah. I mean, especially because like, okay, let's say you, 
your audience will grow with those relationships, right? It's like mm-hmm. a lot of times those relationships oh, are built. That's the byproduct. The yeah. Right. It's the byproduct. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you just really put your focus on the quality rather than the quantity, the quantity will come. Well, you think order- about it, right? Well, the, the reason that people struggle to grow their podcast is is quite often because of cross promotion, right? So you've invited a guest on the show and you need them to promote the show. But if if they feel like they've already done you a favor by coming on the show because you were looking for guests, law of reciprocity says they've already done something for you now. They don't need to do anything else for you. So they're not really going to push the show. But if you have a great conversation with somebody, they're going to want to push it just as much as you because they want their audience to hear them having a great conversation. So just by changing the dynamics and making sure that it's like it's always, you know, with business in mind and driving the relationships in the right direction. And, you know, I've used it for everything. You know, we needed to hire a marketing agency for what we did. So I did 10 episode specials interviewing marketing agency owners talking about how they do their business and what they do. I picked up one of them and signed uh, and worked with them. I got three of them on as customers. So like, it's just a win-win scenario. I got to vet people, got to find the people I want. I made custom out of it, which by the way, paid me more money than I was paying the other one to do the work for us. So it was like completely (laughs) win-win. But like you just, if you put yourself in this, you know, let's use a really basic example. Uh, You want to be known in your industry. It doesn't matter whether you want to be famous at this point or not, but you want to be known in your industry, right? Mm -hmm. A great place to do that is to speak at summits and speaking engagements. But it's a very incestuous circle, right? All the keynote speakers know each other. All the event organizers have people in their phone book. 100%. But six months before an event takes place, the event organizer is focused on one thing and one thing only, selling tickets to their event. So if you give them a podcast platform to come and sell to your audience and sell tickets and talk about how great the event is and have a conversation with them six months before, guess what law of reciprocity does? Say, well, can I do anything to help you? Oh, well, listen, I I think this event's great. I'd love to get involved. How can I help? Oh, we've got a speaker's gig. Here you go. And now I've just got myself a front stage pass and an invite to go and turn up to a really hot event. And if I if I make a list of 12 of the ones that I want to do that with each year, I guarantee I'm going to have at least eight to 10 of them signed up. It's all huge. on podcast. It's like the old one of the, one of the many golden rules: help others to help yourself. Right? Definitely. Law, law of reciprocity is what makes this work. You're gifting somebody an ability to help them. You know, it's it's going back to what we said about the billionaire a minute ago. If you want to have mm-hmm. a conversation with them and say, "Hey, I can make you loads of money," good luck getting that phone call back. If you can say, "Hey, I can see that you're involved in this project. I'm actually, you know, I really care about this, and I'm doing something similar. I'd love to have a chat, see how we can help each other." You're getting that conversation every day of the week. Absolutely. I think it is, uh, we've seen it work, but I think for our listeners out there, uh, same same kind of concept is it's sometimes harder to get in the inbox, a cold email inbox about yep. working with you or working yep. for you. Instead, invite them onto the show like you did in your early yeah. days. Under the top companies. Yeah, yeah. We've done it. We've seen it work really well for, for our I mean, one of great story for us, won't say any names, but we had a guest that we knew one of their board of directors was on right. their company and the only way we have tried to getting mm-hmm. this board of director for years 100%. and the only way we got to them was from an introduction from yeah. you know an individual but what you just t- what you just touched on there is like a golden secret that people don't know so like, like, like most people have a dream 100 right like 100 people they'd love to meet in their life yeah. so let's 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 pick someone really hard that most people would have on their list let's pick tony robbins yeah. Like how many okay. how many people how many people want to meet Tony Robbins? Like if you want to invite Tony on your podcast, good luck to you, right? Like he has a team of like five or six people who are hired specifically to keep you away from him, yeah. right? So yep. if you try and go that route, good luck to you, right? Mm-hmm. But what does Tony have? 
a lot of organizations, a lot of businesses he's involved in, and an even lot more charitable stuff that he gets involved in. So meet somebody from that angle who works with him and is a friend of him. And because of law of prosody, give them a stage and a platform to come and shout about their business, their charity gig, their auction, their fundraise, whatever it is. Just give them a stage and and willingly give it. I'm giving you a stage and a platform to help you because I know that if I help you, you're either going to help me or karma's going to come back and help me in another way anyway. So helping right. you is a win-win situation for everybody. So I want to help you. And at the end of that conversation, it's like, well, what do you want to do? Well, listen, might be a cheeky one. I've always wanted to meet Tony Robbins. I absolutely love his work. I know he's involved in what you do. Have you had the pleasure of meeting him? Oh yeah. He's actually a good friend of mine. If you go and do that three or four times, how long just before you think you've got a WhatsApp introduction? Yep. You're absolutely. Gonna, you're eventually going to get it. 100%. I've done this. I've done this for presidents. I've done this for honestly. I've used this for royal family. I've used this for celebrities, professional athletes. You know, I was going down to South Africa on a business trip, and I had to have a meeting there in in South in Cape Town, and um, I was only there for three days. Right, I had the meeting on day one, and I had nothing to do for a couple of days before I had to fly home. So. I invited someone onto a podcast the week before I left. I invited somebody onto a podcast that I knew was connected Mm. to the South African national cricket side. And I knew that whilst I was there, they were playing Australia, which is always a really big deal. So I said, oh, you know, maybe I'll try and catch a game while I'm down there. And he was like, you're joking. Like It's all completely sold out. And I was like, oh, I said, maybe I can try and find someone to blag me onto the guest list into the box. That's what I usually do. And he went, it's funny you should mention that. My friend is the head of communications. Let me put you in touch with him. He invites me into the box. I did 30 grand's worth of business from the box. Free booze. Sat there next to people who own banks saying, hey, what do you do? Oh, I own such and such a bank. Well, let me tell you about what I do. And before you know it, you've done business and you've done deals. The following day, when I'm on my way out, I get a phone call from him saying, I've got somebody I'd like to introduce you to. I said, great. So where am I going? He said, you're getting in a taxi and you're going about 30, 45 minutes outside Cape Town. And I'm like, where on earth am I going? (laughs) <laughs> I got invited to Springboks, as in South Africa's national rugby team. I got invited to Springboks head office in Cape Town, given a oh. tour by the CEO Ooh. and allowed to hold the World Cup trophy from like 94, oh, 95 man. in the office. Got all these pictures just because I met this guy on a podcast who introduced me to a couple of cool people. Like oh, this yeah. is the level that you can utilize this for. And honestly, like I love the people I work with because I'm basically like working with my mates. Like I find people I like on a podcast. I want to hang out with them more. We figure out a way that we can make money out of hanging out together. It's all about filling the people in your sphere of influence that you want to be, right? And that's the way you can do strategic alliances all day long. And it's It's, it's amazing. It's impactful, man. It makes total sense. I think it just comes back to what you said early on in the show. It's like, why do people want to be on a show? They want to get their message out there. and Yeah. I mean, to be transparent, people like like to talk about themselves and their yeah, egos. All day. I mean, that's what people like to do. So, um, <laughs> um, Phil, when you're uh, for our listeners, but for anybody mm-hmm. as well, when you're reaching out to these to these businesses or to get them mm-hmm. on the show to give them that platform, that voice, yeah. give us uh, some tips of how you reach out to them. What are some of the things you say in the message? What platform? Typically, it's are cold. You, I assume. What it's like a cold. Platform are you yeah, reach out it's it. It is. It's cold a lot. Um. I think it can't be generic. That's the only thing that I would say. I, I tend to make it personal and short and sweet. So for me, uh, my first message is usually, you know, hi, first name. Do you mind if I drop you an audio note? 
And then I instantly send them a one or two minute audio note saying, came across your profile, was really impressed by this, this, and this. I've interviewed a few people. I think, you know, looking at LinkedIn, we've got like a couple yep. of hundred shared connections. I'm surprised we've not met yet. Uh, <laughs> let's go, let's jump on a podcast. I'd love to have a chat with you about joining Mama Podcast. Let's see what it is that you're pushing at the moment. I'd love to help you. And let's even explore whether there's a way we might be able to uh, elevate each other and make some money together. Let me know when you're around, your link or mine. Why would someone say no? I mean, the, I exactly. <laughs> so the best thing, the two two good things on that is, yeah, I get to go on a podcast. Heck yeah! And I really think the rapport of because most of us do have like a hundred random mutual connections with yeah. people that are not quite in our circle, but yeah. the people in our circle, they're mm-hmm. in their circle. You know, they yeah. all connect now. So eventually, you're going to be connected. Yeah. And I love I love how you just say, hey man, I don't know why we haven't met. How have we not? You know. And I love the audio yeah. note. That's audio notes cool. It's personal. I, yeah. You can hear the voice actually. What are you doing that? What are you using? Are you just using um, LinkedIn to reach out? Are you emailing? Yeah, I, I use link. I use LinkedIn a lot, and I also use some podcast booking sites as well. Because obviously, if somebody's yeah. on a podcast booking site yeah. and they meet the criteria, yeah. they're already oh. telling me they want to do a podcast. So it's like a, it's a no brainer at this point. Pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, wow. Phil, That's so cool. This is- Great oh, this is the yeah, you're dropping some value bombs here. <laughs> so, um, you know, typically we start wrapping it up around here, man. Um, yeah, I, I would love to ask you one question. If someone listened to the Biz Bros podcast with that one episode with that Phil guy, what is it that you hope they're taking away from? What is that one thing? You got to take action. You got to get yourself out there and start podcasting, but not as a way of building an audience, as a way of having a backstage pass to your industry. So people often talk about they want to become an influencer, right? But what does actually what does being an influencer afford you? Most people are so focused on wanting to get there that they don't even know what they're going to do when they're there. And one of the best things about being number one in your industry is that you get to hear about opportunities and create partnerships with people that nobody else gets to hear about. One of my mentors once said to me, be the guy whose deals everybody reads about in the paper. Like that's how they will learn about what you're doing, right? You've already done the deal. The money's already been made. So imagine that you're already in that position. You're already number one in your industry. You can partner with whoever the one you want. You can close whoever you want. You can talk to whoever you want. Start your podcast with that mindset and invite who you want to do business with. Boom. You heard it here. Love it, man. Absolutely love it. So Phil, where can people follow you? Learn more about you, billionaires and boxers, the whole thing. Where, where's the, where, where do you want to send them? Uh, the best place to come and check us out is billionairesinboxers.com. Uh, I'm on my LinkedIn, so you can come talk to me there. I'll send you a link to share in the show notes as well, so you can pop something in there that people can come and check us out if they want to. I'm working on something new at the moment that uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm. I get excited about most things, but I'm mega excited about this. We've been beta testing it for a few months, um, but it's called the Money Matched Mentorship, and it's a five grand a month mentorship. But we, as well as getting two coaches that guide you through everything and getting you summit speaking gigs and all that kind of stuff, you're paying us five grand a month for that. We're matching it by giving you five grand's worth of Google ads straight back at you, which is why it's the money matched mastermind. Hey, Whoa. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> what, is exciting. What was that? What was that? Yeah. Um, this thing yeah. is going to produce mad I mean, money, which is why we're so picky about it. But it's going it's already producing yeah. crazy results for people. You know, adding hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars of revenue to what they're doing. It's it's just a it's a perfect way of boosting your influence and getting yourself to the top of the industry. But at this point, with it being money matched, you give us five grand, we give you five grand's worth of adverts plus all the training and support. So you can't lose. Uh no. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> Sounds like yeah, a win-win. Win. Yep. 
Well, awesome, Phil. Thanks so much for jumping on this uh, podcast. We hopefully eventually could get you back on and, and dive a little bit deeper into it because, mm-hmm. um, you, like you said, you know, hopefully our audience took away, but I'll tell you what, we took away an, a, a huge amount of, of, of great know. nuggets and information. Yeah. Um, so we really appreciate you, man. Great, guys. No, thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome to be here. Uh, awesome, man. Well, we'll talk to you soon. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Biz Bros Podcast. Just go anywhere where uh, you can type in yep. a podcast name. We'll pop up. Even Googles. You can go on the Googles Absolutely. and type us in Biz we'll Bros. So we're looking forward to talking to you and seeing you in the next Biz Bros Podcast. See you guys.